Welcome, Welcome to Christian Life, Life this, morning. this morning. We welcome Welcome you to our online service. I'm very sorry that we're not able to meet together today, but due to circumstances beyond our control, we're not doing that. I want us to go to the Lord in prayer immediately this morning. There are several people that need prayer, but especially for Brother Alvin Leach. I just got a call just a few minutes ago. Very, very low this morning. They're not expecting him to make it. Brother Leach has been sick and been in the nursing home and now has COVID-19. His family is, is trying to get there to be with him. They are not even sure they can get there in time. So we pray today for the Leach family and uh, the Bush family, all of those that are linked to that family. What a wonderful, wonderful man, uh, a man of God. And so please keep all those people in your prayers today, and we will keep you posted on the condition and uh, the outcome of Brother Leach. Brother Austin Eubanks is in need of prayer. He is on hospice. He's a very sick man, needs a touch of God. Brother and Sister Ship both need our prayer today. Uh, they have been sick. Brother Ship has been in and out of the nursing home and rehab Sister Liz is sick, so that, that's special needs today. Sister Erlene Stanley Smith is, uh, is now out of the hospital. She is in St. Joseph Nursing Home doing rehab there, so she is doing better and has uh, survived COVID. It looks as if she's going to be fine, so we, we give God praise for that. There's a lot of things for us to pray about today. And I want us to ask the Lord to protect us and take care of our church. I'm going to be talking about the things that we are facing and why we are where we are this morning in just a few minutes. But before I do, let's pray and pray for all of these needs and any need that you may have. Just right where you are this morning, would you pray with us and ask for God's blessings, God's anointing, and God's protection. Would you pray with us today? Father, we come before you on this Sunday morning. We know that you are the almighty God, that you're a prayer answering God. You also said, Lord, that you're our comforter. Would you be a comfort to the Leach family today, to the Bush family today, to all those who are affected by this great, great man's life, and now it looks as if death. I pray the hand of God upon each of them today for all of these other needs, Brother Austin Eubanks, for the ships, Lord, for Erling Stanley Smith, for all of these whom we call their name today and others that have unspoken requests. Would you touch today? Would you move mightily upon them? In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. You're our healer. You're our God. And we trust you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you today for praying with us. Now, I want to make a few statements today about where we are in this church and what we are facing with COVID-19. We have been so blessed in our congregation. Very, very few people have even had uh, this virus, but we've tried to be very careful and we will remain careful. And that is why yesterday evening I sent out a text that linked you to a letter that explained to you some of the things that were happening here. Uh, Brother Toby Stanley is our music director, and he had to be tested because someone in his workplace, in his secular job, uh, tested positive on Wednesday, I believe, so he had to go this past Thursday and be tested. 
and uh, the quick test, as you read in my letter, came back negative, and then the swab that was sent off came back positive, so we have to assume he's positive. I talked with Brother Toby just before I walked into this, this uh, pulpit today, into this auditorium, and he is fine. There are no symptoms at all, and everything is fine. We have nobody else in the church that I know of that is uh, dealing with COVID right now, so just for precautionary measures, but he has been around our staff here at the office this week, and our office staff is all well. We're going to all be tested this week to make sure everything is fine, but for precautionary measures, I just decided not to bring you to the house of God today, but I would come to you by way of online, so that is what we are doing. Everything is fine. We are doing good. And I trust that God will just keep his hand upon us all. And uh, we're, we're doing our best. And I believe the Lord is taking care of us. So this is where we are. And we will have online church today. And uh, of course, Wednesday evening. And we'll make some kind of judgment and announcement when we know uh, further about next Sunday. But I hope you understand. And I hope you will believe in the decisions that we make. Because we are certainly concerned and we want to make sure, especially our elder people, we do not want to expose them to any, anything that is unnecessary. But God will take care of us. We're not going to have any singing today. I asked Chelsea, she's taping this or broadcasting this, and I asked them if she wanted me to sing and they didn't act like that was a great idea. So there's not going to be any singing today. This was a last minute thing. You're just going to hear from pastor today, but I do have some things to say to you, and I hope the Lord will help me to do that, and I believe that he will. I want us to pray also. When you pray, I, I make mention of this name. I received a card in the mail about a lady by the name of Stacy Norman. I don't know Stacy, but Stacy has breast cancer, and I received a card asking that we pray for Stacy. Would you please pray for her when you pray? And I'm going to do that right now. Father, wherever Stacy Norman is, would you lay your hand upon her? You've healed so many of cancer right here in this congregation and so many that we know of. Lord, would you touch Stacy and heal her body and let the presence of God be with her wherever she is right now. Touch her in the name of Jesus with a healing touch and we give you praise. Amen. Brother Ed Rice met with me this week, and Brother Ed is wanting to, to have prayer meeting here possibly every other Saturday, but we're going to start this Saturday morning from 6 to 8. Brother Ed Rice will have this auditorium open for those who could come by for prayer. Uh, Brother Ed's a very fine man of this church, minister of the gospel, and he just felt that burden. So we're going to do that. Brother Ed will be here hosting prayer this coming Saturday from 6 until 8 a.m. So please, if you can, come by the church and uh, we'll be social distancing. There's plenty of room here <clears throat> for everybody to pray and uh, to get off by yourself. But we ask you to, to come and do that. Before I go into the word of the Lord today, let me remind you that giving is a part of our worship, and we ask you to give. You're not here today, so we would ask you to give online or to text GIVE to 318-301-3601 
or mail your contributions to 6680 Frontage Road, 71202, to Christian Life Church. clcmonroe.org is where you can go on the internet, and there is a place there for you to give, and I trust that you would continue to do that. You've been very faithful, church, to be uh, to, to give and to be faithful to, the, to your contributions to God. And I, I, give, I give God thanks, and I, I give you thanks for being a part of the kingdom of God. God is good. Now, without any fluff, without any singing, without anything else today, I just want to talk to you from my heart. This may not be our typical Sunday morning message, but there have been some things weighing on me and uh, brother, brother Jason Hodge preached a tremendous message here last Sunday. Brother Rory preached a tremendous message on Wednesday night. And uh, I, I thank God for the word of God that has been coming over this pulpit. And it's been encouraging. And the, the hand of God has been upon our, our ministry and our, our preaching of the gospel. And the anointing of God has been there. I was awakened very, very early this morning, matter of fact, 3.10 to be exact, and I've been awake ever since. I finally got up at 4.30 and made my way to this church, and I have been here seeking the mind and the heart of God and wanting to make sure that I didn't just say words to you today, but I would like for what I have to say in the next few minutes to sink deep, deep into your heart. And for you to know where I'm coming from today. For several days now I've felt deep burden. Deep burden concerning the day that we are living in. I, I like you, am, uh, am hooked to the world by social media and by internet. We, we see things on television and hear things on the radio and read things in the newspaper there's all kind of rumors, there's all kind of ideas, there's all kind of people that are saying different things. Politics is involved. There's rioting across our nation. There's discord. There's a lot of disillusionment. There's things that I've never seen the way they are right now. I'm 67 years old and I've never lived in a day like we're living in right now. I'm not here today to talk to you about political association. I'm not here to talk to you about the leaders of our country. I'm not here to talk to you about any group that is protesting or rioting. I'm here to talk to you about the condition of our world and where we are this morning. You can read everything that you want to read and find an article here or there that will fit your idea. Uh, we have all kind of conspiracy theorists. We have all kind of things going around. I read them, and I will not uh, deny the fact that I have my own opinions. I don't always give them over this pulpit because I try to preach the Word of God over this pulpit. My opinions are reserved for myself. Everybody in this church doesn't agree politically. Everybody in this church doesn't believe the same things as far as our world is concerned. Here's what I want to tell you this morning. We as people of God must stand on the principles of the Word of God. We must stand upon the things that we know by the Word of God. 
We must also be led by the Spirit. The Bible tells us that when we are born of the Spirit, we must walk in the Spirit. My mind went but to the things of the Scriptures this, this week and, and, and especially this morning in talking to the Lord. And I remembered the time that Jesus sat down with his disciples in Matthew chapter 24. You can read it in verse 3. The Bible said he sat upon the Mount of Olives and the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? And this is what they said. And what shall be the sign of thy coming? And of the end of the world. In other words, what do we look for to know that you're coming? And how do we know it's the end of the world? How do we know that? Could I just, could I just lay a few things before you this morning from the word of God? I'm not, I'm not going to preach my normal way today. But I want to talk to you this morning. Because I feel a deep deep move of the Spirit reaching into our lives and warning in a, us and telling us where we really are. Where are we right now? How did we get to where we are right now? I said it a few minutes ago. You can read everything. There's all kind of things going around. I, I was concerned several years ago when I heard about the Real ID Act that Congress was passing. And now, here we are, and it's upon us, and we have to have a real ID upon our driver's license to even fly by a certain month of this year. There are things that the government is doing to put its finger upon us and to know every move that we make. I don't know. I don't know when the Antichrist will be revealed. I don't know what all is going to transpire. I walked into a place of business this week, and there was a sign at the cash register that said, because of the shortage of coins and change, we will up your bill to the highest, the next dollar amount. In other words, there's a shortage of money. I know that there's a push because I hear our world leaders talk about it for a new world order. I know that we are headed for a one world money system. I know that we are headed for the days of the Antichrist and the mark of the beast. I don't know how the mark's coming. Uh, if you want to theorize that, you go ahead. And you want to read everything that, that is out there, you go ahead. I don't know. I'm not confessing to you today that I know. But here's what I do know. That now with the computer age and social media and sickness and pandemic and vaccines and all of the things. There are a lot of ideas floating around and any of them could be true. Here's what I do know. The signs of the end are upon us. I do know that we are near the end of all things. That Jesus is coming very soon. In Matthew 24, Jesus continued. Let me read just a bit of that to you. Because this is what he said, take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation, now here we are, nation shall rise against nation, 
and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in divers places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But in verse 13, he, he said this, but he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. If you read on, he said this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations, and then shall the end come. If you skip down to verse 36, Jesus continues in his, in his teaching to the disciples, and in verse 36, he starts again, and he says this, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. And this is what, this is what I want you to notice today. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Verse 44 said, Therefore, be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. We, ladies and gentlemen, are they upon whom the ends of the world have come. I firmly believe it in my heart. In that same chapter, you can read about the budding of the fig tree. You can read about the beginning of the nation of Israel. Israel was formed as a nation again in May of, two, of 1948, pardon me. And now they have been in existence for 72 years. You know what the Bible said? The Bible said this generation shall not pass away. The nation or the generation that sees the nation of Israel born again shall not pass away until all these things be fulfilled. We are standing on the brink of the end. We have no time. We have no time to play games with God. There must be deep fear in us of the things that God said. Respect for the kingdom of God. There is no time to move away from God. I preached in this pulpit a few weeks ago. We must draw near him. Brother Jason Hodge preached in times like these. I looked at it again this morning. I'm here to tell you we are living in perilous times. It was Paul that spoke to the young preacher Timothy in the second Timothy chapter three, verse one. He said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, 
disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. And he said this, they will have a form of godliness, but they will deny the power thereof. And this is what Paul said to Timothy, from such turn away. Let me, let me tell you what that says in the Living Bible. In, in that very chapter, in 2 Timothy 3 and 1, this is what it says. You may as well know this too, Timothy, that in the last days it's going to be very difficult to be a Christian. And then he, he gives all those reasons that Paul gave uh, in, in that chapter. And then he says this in that last verse that I read. Don't be taken in by people like that. Get away from that kind of spirit. Move away from those kind of people. Let me read it again to you in, in another translation that says this. In the last days there will be, watch this, violent periods of time. And then in the last verse of that reading, he said, stay away from those people. Where are we? What time is it on God's clock? Where are we headed? How did we get here? Who would have ever thought on January 1, 2020, we would be looking at, at a pandemic that would cover the earth. And now we are struggling with economy and jobs. And I, I, I don't know how you feel about all this. Do I believe part of this is political? I'll keep my opinions to myself, but yes, I do. I do believe that. I do believe some of the things that come across our newscast. I don't believe all of them. There's a lot of propaganda. But here's what I do know. I do know that we are where we are because the scriptures tell us there are some things coming that we haven't faced before in the last days. We are now in that period of time. We are living in the day that Peter spoke about when he said, knowing this verse, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world was then, or then was, being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, watch this, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The Bible said in verse 10 of that same chapter, 2 Peter 3, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The day of the Lord is upon us. I've come this morning to talk to you from the soul. I didn't come with a sermon today. I don't have one note. I have only scriptures on my notes. I didn't come today 
to try to preach to you with big words and fancy topics. I come to tell you on this Sunday morning that we are living in the very last days of time. We are living in the time that the scriptures prophesy of. If you go study Daniel, you'll study the, the prophecies of Daniel. And you turn to the book of Revelation. And you put, start putting all of these things together. Where all of the things that will happen in the last days. I'm telling you, I'm not a great prophecy preacher. But here's what I'm telling you. We are seeing that. We are experiencing that. We are there. We are not waiting. We are there. This world is in a position like we've never been before. I am a pre-tribulation preacher. I believe the Lord will come before the tribulation. I can't, for if you're mid-tribulation or post-tribulation rapture, that's, that's your choice and your prerogative. I don't believe anybody really knows, but I believe that the scripture says that the Lord hath not appointed this church to wrath. I don't believe we're going through the wrath of God, but I do believe that we are quickly coming to the mark of the beast and the antichrist. Our world is in shaky position. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I've never seen the world in this position before. I've never seen the crisis like it is right now. I've never seen such animosity among our leaders as we have in the day that we're living in. I'm going to tell you as a Christian, I'm not telling you to be a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian or an Independent that's not what I'm preaching to you today. I don't care what your party affiliation is. I have some very strong opinions. But here's what I will tell you. You better get as close as you can to the word of God and stick with the word of God. This church cannot accept what is happening in our world. We still preach against sin. We still preach against abortion. We still preach against homosexuality. We still preach against adultery and lying and stealing and, and idolatry. We, we preach against those things. I make no apologies. I told a great friend of mine early this morning on the phone, he called me and, and was concerned about our church and me and, and Brother Morton Bustard. I'll tell you who it was. And I said, Morton, I'm going to be honest with you. I will not bridle my tongue in these last days. I know that you don't agree with me in some areas and we try to be so careful not to offend anybody. The gospel offends people. The gospel digs deep into the heart. The word of God needs to cut us like a knife to the bone and to the marrow. We need to be honest with ourselves and honest with God. Pardon me, but I'm here to preach to you today that sin is still sin. There's still things that are wrong, and we cannot back up from that. We cannot let society dictate to us. I know religions that have changed the, the definition of sin and their religion. I know some that have backed up and said, okay, if this is the way the world is going to be, we'll accept this or we'll accept that. I want to tell you today what we need is an old-fashioned apostolic baptism of the Holy Ghost and fire. We need a soul stirring. We need an altar of repentance. We need to fall on our face in humility to God. And we need to give it our best shot in these last days. The Bible said, 
Paul in Thessalonians, he said, we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him. Watch this. That ye be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as the day of Christ is at hand. You know what he's saying? Don't be shaken. Don't be shaken for what you believe. Don't let any man, the next verse said, don't let anybody deceive you by any means for that day shall not come except there first be a falling away. There's a lot of folks that aren't gonna make the cut. Let me tell you why. If you read on down in that chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter two, I read it for myself again this morning. The Bible said the working of the Antichrist, talking about the Antichrist, the things that are coming. It said in verse 10, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not. Notice this. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, what cause? Because they did not receive the love of the truth. For this cause, not the devil, not the world, not the church, God shall send strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. You know what he's saying? You better love this gospel. You better love the truth of God. You better get a hold of it like you've never gotten a hold of it because delusion is coming and God's sending it. He's throwing, he's throwing the wheat into the air right now. He's on the threshing floor and the wheat will fall but the tares are going to be blown away. Could I preach to you on a Sunday morning that it's no time for playing games with God. It's no time for playing games in this world. I feel an anointing of the Holy Ghost upon me. I speak to an empty building but I speak to the heart of people today. I'm telling you that God is getting ready to bring us to him and the rapture is about to take place and we have no time to waste. Therefore, brethren, verse 15, therefore, brethren, stand fast, stand fast. He said, hold to the traditions which have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Get a hold of this. Hold on to this. Time is short. I'm just speaking my heart today. I didn't come to you with a pretty sermon today. I come to you with a heart that's full this morning because I want to tell you we don't have time to mess around. We don't have time to play games with God. We better find ourselves a personal altar and we better give our very best to the kingdom and make sure that we are, we are where we ought to be and the scripture says we make our calling and our election sure. Paul said this to the church at Colossians, or in Colossians, he said this, set your affection on things above, not on things of this earth. Fall in love with Jesus. That song came to me this morning very early, falling in love with Jesus, falling in love with Jesus. It's the best thing that I've ever done. Look, the world's not getting any better, and I'm not a calamity howler. I'm not a pessimistic preacher. I, I speak truth to you today. 
you're probably not going to see it get any better because the end of all things is upon us. I asked the question again this morning that they asked the question to Jesus, his disciples, Lord, how are we going to know when you're about to come and how are we going to know when the end of the world is upon us? And Jesus made it very clear in Matthew 24. Would you hear me today on this Sunday morning? Would you just hear me today? Why don't you gather your family around you today? Why don't you be a real man or a real woman? and Just gather your family around you today and say, God, save my family. Save my children. We may not have an altar call in this church today, but you need an altar call at your house right now. There needs to be some tears flowing down some folks' face right now. There needs to be some repentance going on among us today. I speak to you as a church on this online service, but if there's any visitor watching today, I make no apologies for my remarks today. I'm in the book right now. The Jesus that we love is getting us ready to take us out of here. We have to make sure. We don't want, we don't want him to come back. The scripture said, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. I want to wake you up today. I want to get you to the place that God wants you to be. It's my job as an apostolic preacher on this Sunday morning to preach to you and warn you that these things that are happening are not by accident. When there's revolt against government and when government comes after us, there's all kind of things happening. It's all in this book. We are people upon, the, um, upon whom the ends of the world have come today. I love you this morning. I pray God will convict and God will move and God will stir. He stirred me this very week. He's still stirring me. He's stirring you. <clears throat> Some of you have sent me, sent me text and, and you've sent me little articles and you've sent me things on Facebook and you everything that comes along, I, I get it and I, I read it and I'm hearing doctors say this or doctors say that. I'm watching as the government is shutting down the freedom of speech, the government is. They may shut this broadcast down, I don't know, but the government is shutting down and Facebook and people of liberal standing don't want to hear what conservatives have to say. They don't want to hear that. I don't care what you think about me today. I'm here, I'm here to tell you the truth this morning. All of this is going to bring us to the place of the coming of the Lord and the end of the world. And all things are coming to a close very quickly. We have to be cognizant of the fact that we are they upon whom the ends of the world have come. I love you. I'm praying for you. I trust this day will be a productive day in your life. I'm very sorry we can't worship together this morning. Hopefully very soon we'll be back in this house. I hope this will all pass. But if it does not pass, we got to be ready for the rapture. And we got to keep our heart right. you got to live righteous. Let me say this to this church. It's no time. For us to be lukewarm. It's no time for us to be cold. I was thinking today, there's, there's many that have already, when we've had service, come back to church. There's others. You go everywhere else, 
but you're not coming back to church. Don't you get used to that and let the devil lie to you. You need the house of God. If nothing else, you need to be tuning in every time we have an online service so that you can hear the word of God. Because faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Everybody needs to hear the word of God. I love you. God bless you. I'm praying for every one of you today. Don't let time, don't let time slip upon you unaware. I'm going to pray for you right now. Jesus Christ, move right now. Move upon everyone that is watching this broadcast today. This online service, move into their home. Lord, you as a great spirit can move into their minds, into their homes, wherever they may be, God. If they're in an automobile or at a hospital or wherever they may be, would you move upon them right now and let the mighty hand of God do a great work. Let the Holy Ghost minister Stir our minds and our spirits. Get us ready for the end, Lord. Let us be righteous and holy in your sight. Let us give our very best to you and baptize us again with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Jesus' name I pray today. One more thing before we close. I forgot to mention Brother Grady Kite. He is in the hospital. Brother Grady Kite is is suffering today with sickness, and we need to remember him in prayer. So when you pray today, pray for Grady Kite. I love you all. God bless you. I hope to have church here Wednesday night online. Please tune in. Pray every day. Don't forget prayer Saturday morning from 6 to 8. Let's give God our best. Here's where we are. Jesus is coming, and it won't be long. God bless you.